0: Hello, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B show. It is I, Sean B by myself in the studio today. And I want to thank you for choosing to spend the next hour with me talking about the sports things, trying to avoid the Colts conversation, but not doing very good at it while I'm here. And I got you. I'll tell you that I'm in the edge construction studio. It's November 29th, 2022. And if you need anything done, dirt work, side development, General Construction Needs. My man Brian at Edge Construction has got your back. They're good people. Call them up, 812-343-3035. They can either set you up or point you in the right direction. Edge Construction, Brian Jones, 812-343-3035. Now, the Sean B. Show must begin. And, uh, uh Man. The fucking Colts. You're listening to The Sean B. Show on Second String Media. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into The Sean B. Show. It is Tuesday, November 29th, the year 2022. It's been about 12 hours now since I came to the final realization that the Indianapolis Colts are probably not going to the playoffs this year (laughs) as much of an optimist as I am. And I'm sure there's still a path. Okay. I'm sure the attitude might change if you can get lucky and beat Dallas next week on Sunday night football. But the reality is last night was tough to watch. Uh, Really, really tough to watch. I'm going to dive into that a little bit later. I usually start with the National Football League, but I'm still so soured on the things that went down last night that I need to give it some time, okay? Uh, 12 hours wasn't quite enough time to just kind of lick my wounds and heal from what I was forced to watch last night on ESPN, the worldwide leader, the Indianapolis Colts not looking good at home on Monday night, a big environment. They did a good job of kind of setting a good stage. All right. Everybody was excited. You know, Monday night football, Jeff Saturday, a team that, uh, you know, got a win against the Raiders and then played the Eagles to the final second, really. But, uh, man, just, uh, I found myself last night. Doing what I've done a lot with this Colts team and watching them, it's just kind of where you're watching them and you just kind of sit there like with a long face and you're like, I cannot believe I just fucking saw that. I don't know what it was, but man, it was bad. It was bad. Um, a, 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 a fumbled handoff down inside the inside the ten yard line, I believe, down in the red zone, nonetheless. You know the early interception from Matt Ryan. They kind of overcame that. Uh, Matty come out seeming a little overzealous, like just like I'm. I'm gonna make some fucking throws tonight. I'm gonna do this shit. And then his second pass that he put in the air was uh, caught by a guy in a white jersey, and that's never a good way to start. But uh, a lot of positive things to talk about today. Don't worry, it's not all negative. Okay, it's uh, it's also not all football. But it's not all negative. A lot of positive, cool things to talk about today. Big, huge day for the United States men's national team over there in Qatar. Got the early games, the Group A games going on right now. Netherlands is uh, beating Qatar 1-0. Senegal currently leading Ecuador 1-0. And if both of those results hold, uh, the early part of my four-leg parlay for today's World Cup matches will will be good through the 10 o'clock games. If those results can hold, I believe Netherlands won't have much trouble with cutter, but the Ecuador team definitely capable of uh, getting a, getting a leg up on Senegal. Uh, That, that, that is definitely not over. So we'll see here in about uh, probably about another 25, 30 minutes. uh, What's going to happen there, how those results are going to end up. And then of course at two o'clock, the group B matches England, takes on Wales today and the United States takes on Iran today. A lot of drama around this Iran national team. Okay. All the protests going on over in Iran for human rights and the rights of women. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think, and I I read up on this a little bit today because I'm a little confused on what side of this people think everybody's on. And it's like a lot of people in Iran think the national team is a figurehead of the government. And you know, there was an interview on Fox News where they interviewed a a a, a woman who remained anonymous, and an Iranian woman who remained anonymous, and she was like, basically, everyone in Iran is rooting for the United States because to them, the Iranian national team is a government political figurehead, and it they represent the regime that they're trying to take down. Um. Uh, So we'll see how all that shapes out today. Hopefully the politics are wiped away from it. We just get a good soccer match, good football meeting between the United States and Iran. Uh, The scenario is very simple. The United States loses or plays to a draw. They are done. If they win, they are moving on. It's very simple. Um, If they go to a draw with Iran, they cannot and will not pass. Iran cannot and will not pass England, uh, whatever Wales does today from a gold differential standpoint because they are tied with Iran in gold differential. So if Iran draws and Wales finds a way to beat England, which I don't imagine happens, but if they do, if that happens, then of course Wales and Iran would go down to gold differential. Right now they're tied at both minus two. So big day in Group B, big day in the World Cup, going to kind of figure out who's moving on. From group A and group B, we'll know the group A results here in about, like I said, 20, 25 minutes. We'll, I imagine, talk about that live. This United States team, like I said, has to get a win today. They've played to the draws in both their first two matches with Wales and with England. The draw against England was a great result. You didn't, you didn't see that coming. The United States didn't see that. Nobody saw that coming. England was a heavy favorite. USA plays them to a 0-0 draw. And that is basically how they've kept themselves in it. And what this United States team has done very well is defend. Uh, They've only allowed one goal, and that goal was a penalty kick. So they've defended very well against the Welsh team, against uh, the English team. What will happen today versus Iran? Iran has scored four goals. Two two against England, two against Wales, but they've given up six. They gave up six goals to the very same England team that the United States shut out. So is that a chance, an opportunity for the United States to finally display some offense in this tournament? A one goal against Wales, nothing against England. Can we finally see some offensive movement? Uh, they controlled the ball very well against Wales, and they controlled it relatively well against England. So if they can control the possession of the ball. Keep it down on the United States end. I feel like the United States has a really good chance to beat Iran today and move on to the round of 16 in the world cup. The United States can win group B. Not that this is overly important, but if Wales can either beat England or play England to a draw and the United States beats Iran, the United States will actually win Group B. So big stuff there, okay? I've got a bet out for the United States to win the entire World Cup. Uh it was a 100-to-1 bet. $20 I put down on that bad boy, okay? And it pays $2,000. So I'm trying to be 2,000 to the positive with the United States winning the World Cup. And, of course, doing that, uh, getting there, will you have to win today. And like I said, that is the only result that will move the USA forward in this World Cup is if they get a win today against Iran in Qatar, they will move on to the round of 16. It's very simple. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. If they win, they move on. If they lose or draw, they are done. So that's the scenario. That's what we're dealing with. The United States plays Iran today, 2 o'clock Eastern. Of course, that'll be on Fox. And I am jacked. All right. I cannot wait. This has been an exciting thing for me to do. I I like soccer anyway. A lot of Americans don't. A lot of Americans say this is the only time of year they like soccer. So I don't know what's going to play out today, but very exciting day. If you're following Team USA, the, the national team in the World Cup at all, today is an exciting day. And like I said, about about 3.30, 3.45 Eastern, we'll know kind of the fate of the USA moving forward in this World Cup. Will they be around to play? Bracket play will begin Saturday, December 3rd. And you have to assume that that's going to be for Group A and Group B. Um, whoever comes out of those groups, they're both playing today. So they'll play again Saturday, I imagine, at either 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. with a win today against Iran um and i think what they would do um cuz they don't they haven't indicated this on any of the websites who would move where i mean we kind of we kind of get it though right like you've got to think that uh let me see here go back here to standings netherlands has now gone up two goals to nil so that sounds like a a win for the netherlands against cutter not a lot of time left that cutter team just really not good minus 6 goal differential they've scored one goal given away seven um, and that is before today. So I believe now that is nine goals they have given away. I could be wrong. That might automatically update. I'll be honest. I, I could be wrong about that. But either way, Netherlands looking like they're going to coast past Qatar. Senegal still up one nothing against Ecuador. Again, that's live stuff if you're listening on the podcast. Probably uh, long gone by now. <clears throat> got the got the frog man like i've been on the mucinex okay i've been on the mucinex trying to clear this shit out of my chest it has not gone well this is a this is a 3 week chest cold there's a flu going around that's sidelining people for a number of days there's some sickness going around right now and i got I got to attribute some of this to the fact that the fucking temperature is like 61 day 13 the next day that never helps, but that ick is just chillin'. I'm on the Mucinex trying to get the shit moved out of my chest onto the, you know, a surface outside of my body, so we can move on and uh, and not be, uh, you know, sick anymore. <laughs> nope, thought I was getting an update. Definitely not getting an update. So anyway, what we got to imagine would happen in uh, the round of sixteen? I got to imagine that Group A and Group B would move on to play Saturday. That's how that scheduling would work, considering they're playing today. But what would happen then? Let's say it holds, and Netherlands is number one, Senegal is number two out of Group A. Uh, England is number one. Let's say the USA moves into number two in Group B. The United States would then go to play the Netherlands which Senegal would then play England in the round of 16. The Netherlands is kind of who we're looking at right now. Like I said, if the Welsh can run England to a draw and the U.S. wins today, we would then win Group B um, in which just go play Senegal. So we'll see how all that shakes out today. We will know how all that shakes out later on today. So we'll have Group A shook out before the end of this podcast. That's what's up. That's World Cup stuff. England, Wales, and then USA and Iran both at 2 o'clock today. Uh, Fox showing that U.S. and Iran game. Going to be a lot of fun. I can't I can't wait. I'm jacked. I am jacked. I get jacked about soccer this time of year. Or this time every four years. But uh, I, I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a soccer fan year-round. I kind of acquired that when I spent some time in Europe with my brother. We went to a soccer match in Stockholm, Sweden. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. I finally started to understand like how one would appreciate so much a game with so little scoring. That's a very un-American thing. We don't like pitcher's duels. We don't like defensive NFL games. And, I'm, and I'm, that's general, generally speaking. A lot of people, I I enjoy all that shit. But the excitement of your side getting the ball down near the goal and threatening and, and the things that, that kind of go, the corner kicks, the things that happen – in those moments, are so massive and so much fun to watch. And again, a lot of people ask me, how did you have fun watching USA and England? It was a 0-0 game. How was that at all fun? I'm telling you, it was a blast. Tomorrow night, big night, if you're here in the Hoosier State, more specifically the southern end of the Hoosier State, Indiana men's basketball North Carolina, much different game than we thought it was going to be okay. Last week, we're talking about Indiana hosting the number one team in the country, North Carolina, in the Big Ten ACC Challenge at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana. We are no longer talking like that. Indiana's a top ten team. North Carolina is not. North Carolina took two losses in that Phil Knight Invitational. Iowa State, the unranked loss, probably the one that hurt them the most, and they lost to Alabama Sunday night. Rough times for the Tar Heels. That tournament, though, was crazy. Purdue got a couple big wins, got themselves jacked up to number five in the country. You beat Gonzaga. You beat Duke. It's huge. The thing about that is, and like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Boilermaker basketball team. They are obviously playing at a high level, playing very well. The move to make them number five in the country was a shocker for me, a a big shocker for me. What's even more shocking is that Gonzaga is still number 14. This team barely beat Michigan state on the aircraft carrier. This team lost huge to Texas. This team lost huge to Purdue. Are we looking at Gonzaga and looking at Mark few and saying, I don't care what anybody says or what the results are. This team's really good. We're gonna keep them, we're gonna keep them highly ranked. We're gonna keep them up there. Duke still ranks 17th. Two losses. Coach K is not there anymore. Okay. You look at Big Ten teams that are ranked. Purdue, Leapfrogs, a lot of people. They went from 24th to 5th. And I'll put a whole lot of stock in rankings. I'm glad Indiana's a top 10 team. But the reality is some things are going to happen. The season ebbs and flows like it does. Uh, They may not stay in the top 10 all year. They got a couple of big games coming up here soon with Kansas and Arizona. Number four, Arizona. Number nine, Kansas. Both on the schedule here in December. So, along with the North Carolina game coming up tomorrow night. So, big December for the Hoosiers. If they can get through those three games, God forbid undefeated, but just... Playing those three teams well, then it becomes time to expect this Indiana team, again, to experience the same ebbs and flows throughout the Big Ten season, but make a deep run. Get yourselves back into the NCAA tournament and make a run. Make a respectable run. And I think, I know I'm on this page, Indiana fans kind of just want that. Like, let's continue to watch the growth. I love what Coach Woodson is doing with this Hoosier basketball team. I love that he's bringing back the old school culture of Indiana basketball. I love it all. So December is exciting because you've got those three games coming up. You're really going to find out who you are. You're going to find a lot out about yourselves here in the next few weeks. Indiana basketball. Like I said, you can win a couple of those games. Maybe go two and one. Maybe you win them all. It all starts tomorrow night. North Carolina comes to Assembly Hall. 9.15 p.m. tip-off. I got to stay up late on a Wednesday. The good news about that is, of course, we'll record Mind Snacks tomorrow night. I can finish recording Mind Snacks and then go watch Indiana basketball. Very exciting. Very exciting for me. Big 10 teams at a rank. Number five, Purdue leapfrogged everybody from 24th. Indiana's in the top 10. Illinois, Michigan State, 16 and 20, respectively. Maryland and Ohio State. Maryland, 23rd, moved to 22nd. Ohio State, previously unranked, now number 25. So we went from, it was really just Indiana and Illinois. And now you've got six Big Ten teams in the top 25, and then you've got Iowa, Michigan, and Wisconsin, all within that top 33, if you look uh, beyond into the other's receiving votes category. So, you know, nine Big 10 teams in the top 33 in the country. So, where a lot of people thought this might be a down year for the Big 10. That's that's a that's a tough slate. It's a lot of good basketball teams. We know there's going to be ebbs and flows throughout this Big 10 season. We know how the Big 10 works. Okay? But specifically for tomorrow night, North Carolina coming to Indiana The Big Ten ACC Challenge, always a lot of fun. Look, UNC's got studs. Okay, Caleb Love is tough. Tough. 20 points a game. Armando Baycott, tough. I think Trace is going to get the first big test of his season. He's kind of looked like a man amongst boys. Even in the close game, they played the Xavier game. (coughs) Trace up. Trace didn't seem like he was challenged all that much. Like he really just kind of seemed like he was that much better than everyone else on the floor. This isn't going to be the case on Wednesday night, tomorrow night. Armando Baycott's tough. He's a double-double machine, averaging 16 and and 11. 1.6 shots blocked. So Armando Baycott's going to be a tough match for Trace. Caleb Love going to give that IU backcourt fits. Let's see what we do. Let's see how we respond. Huge test. Huge test. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about tomorrow night. I can't wait to, A, stop coughing, and, B, see how this Indiana team responds to this environment, Assembly Hall, North Carolina coming to town, Big Ten ACC Challenge, all eyes, all eyes are on the Hoosiers. What do we have? They've not yet been tested this year. North Carolina, a couple big games in that PK Invitational. couple losses. Indiana, biggest test so far has been Xavier. So let's see what the Hoosiers do tomorrow night. North Carolina, 9.15 p.m. tip-off. I'm really jacked about that basketball game. What else am I jacked about? Well, glad you asked. Big Ten Championship. couple of reasons. It's Hard for me to try and root for Purdue. It's hard for me to root against Michigan. I got no beef with Michigan. I enjoyed seeing Michigan emerge from an underdog standpoint to to beat Ohio State, solidify themselves as the number two team in the country. We'll see how the new rankings come out tonight. Michigan-Purdue, Big Ten title game. Huge game. Lucas Oil is going to be rocking. I believe it's already sold out. Saturday, December 3rd, 8 o'clock p.m. A Michigan win. Coasts you. Coasts you right in to that national playoff, that top four playoff. Could be a good time. All right? Could be a real good time. We're going to have a look. We're going to have a look-see here because there's nothing else. You know, let me see here. Well, never mind. It's just not there. Yeah, there we go. Sorry. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Sorry, they made it hard to find. So you got Georgia right now, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Texas, Christian. So we can kind of speculate, and I apologize for that being difficult to find. I didn't feel like it should have been that difficult to find. But you've got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Texas, Christian. That's your four. So what happens? Ohio State with the loss to Michigan. Michigan, obviously going to move into that number two spot. Uh, TCU, probably nobody going to leapfrog them. There's a lot of reason. And it was a it was a blowout, okay? It was a twenty two point win, but there's a lot of reason to, to to think that Ohio State can easily hang around in that five or six spot. I don't know that you can leapfrog Ohio State with an LSU, LSU and USC in that number six spot, five and six spot. I don't know. I don't know that an LSU can leapfrog Ohio State. So it's going to be interesting tonight. Alabama, of course, still searching for a way to find their way back in. Two lost team. That's the thing. LSU, Alabama, two lost teams. USC, a one lost team. Clemson, a one lost team. Uh, correct. Correction. Correction. Jesus Christ. Here we are again. Why doesn't this update? Sorry, LSU, a three lost team. They're not leapfrogging fucking anybody. USC a couple big wins. They got that win over number 15 Notre Dame and number 16 UCLA, their last two wins. USC USC might find their way at number 4. You might see a Georgia Michigan TCU USC in this week's in this week's update. And I believe I believe that goes down tonight. I believe they still do that on Tuesday night. That's my four at the moment, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. Ohio State's got to be there at number five with Alabama number six. That's that's my call. That's my call right there. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC, Ohio State and Alabama, five and six respectively. There we go. That's what we'll say. Yeah, I don't know why ESPN their website makes this really hard to read. <laughs> Made it a hard to find, b hard to read. I don't know why it doesn't update. But I was like LSU is a two loss team, and then I looked at Ohio State and it had them at eleven and i I'm like, well, that's not true. So LSU now nine and three. A loss to Texas A and M. Okay. So now that we're now that we're all here together. Uh, Alabama's win over Austin P 34-0 a couple weeks ago. Of course, they won the Iron Bowl, 49-27. <sighs> Does a two-loss Alabama have a path? I mean, like I said, let's assume my scenario here. we got Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. That's my four. Ohio State at five, Alabama at six. Ohio State has the benefit of... Of not being able to lose. USC plays Utah Friday night. Of course, you got Michigan playing Purdue. Georgia's got LSU. LSU's not going to beat Georgia. TCU. That's Kansas State. And that's maybe one you can look at and say, all right, TCU, the last time they played a ranked team was Kansas State. I'm sorry, they played Texas. They Texas 17-10. Last time they played Kansas State, they got a 38-28 win. TCU can kind of solidify themselves with a win over Kansas State in that Big 12 championship. But if they lose, if they lose, I still don't see a path for Alabama, and here's the funny part about this: I don't want to see a path for Alabama. I don't. I don't want to see a way to Alabama. I want to see a college football playoff without Alabama and Nick Saban. That's what I want. We shall see. That's my call for tonight. I, I again, I, I find myself guilty of not. Let me see here. Let me see here. Yeah. We'll get new college football playoff rankings tonight. We'll get I that's my call. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. That's not a tough call to make those four. I believe Ohio State drops to five. And I think that's that's where you're trying to figure out what happens there. I think Ohio State probably drops to five, Alabama at six. I don't think you can put a ten and two Alabama team over top of Ohio State, who's only losses to number two Michigan. But we'll see how that goes down. College football playoffs. I tell you what, I don't like the playoff scenario they use, and I think it's just fun for me to say every year. I don't like the 14 playoff, but it is exciting. I won't take away from the 14 playoff and the fact that it is exciting. 2026, uh, possibly as early as 2024, that expansion to 12 teams they've been talking about. I could do a whole episode on just what I think they ought to do with the college football playoffs. I won't do it right now, but I will do this. I will sit here and say, in FBS, playoff-eligible conferences, you've got the American, never represented. The ACC, the Big 12, the Big 10. CUSA, never represented. You've got a bunch of independents there. They're just hanging. They're chilling. The MAC, never represented. The Mountain West, never represented. The Pac-12, the SEC, and the Sun Belt. I have always said that if you're going to do a college football playoff, every conference should be represented. And people argue with me, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. What What is a, you know, let's go to the Sun Belt here, you know, what is, a, what is a, Troy, a Troy or a James Madison or even a South Alabama going to do when they have to play a Georgia in the first round or when they have to play you know, whomever in the first round? What are they going to do? They're going to get dominated. I, I still don't see a negative for that school to have an opportunity. I don't like that undefeated teams can exist without being champions. I think it's terrible. I and mean, just a terrible thing to do to have an undefeated team that's not not champions now we're not going to deal with that this year doesn't look like with the exception of look at uh Jackson State I don't know what they're I I'll be completely honest have not have not taken any kind of look at what uh the FCS playoffs might look like Yeah, that, the the swack. Jackson State. They are eleven and zero. I believe they released that though the FCF the FCS playoffs. I'm rooting for Dion. Look, rumor has it, and I believe he confirmed it that Colorado offered Deion Sanders a coaching job. So what does Dion do? Because Dion's been huge for the uh, HBCUs. He's been massive. His impact at Jackson State, obviously, well well known. He can recruit guys that other people can't recruit. Jackson State has the record to show for it. They're 11-0 this year. They haven't even given up 100 points. They're the only team in the SWAC that scored over 300 and given up less than 100. That's dominance. That's Deion Sanders' impact. But, uh college football about to get real really exciting even more exciting than it normally is Big Ten championship Michigan yesterday not yesterday but Sunday we had them as a 15 and a half point favorite now they are a 16 and a half point favorite to beat Purdue at Lucas Oil on Saturday December 3rd I feel like Purdue can put up a better fight than that I feel like 16 and a half is too big I feel like the Boilers can put up a better fight than that As bad as I don't want to, I have to talk about the National Football League. I don't want to do it. We talked about the Thanksgiving Day games on Sunday. Nobody covered, with the exception of the Vikings. Bills barely get out of Detroit with a win. Get out of Detroit with two wins, really, because you beat Cleveland there the week before. Giants score a late garbage touchdown to uh, make sure that Dallas doesn't cover. And then the Vikings beat the Patriots. This was a crazy week in the, in, in the NFL anyway. I would say the Texans-Dolphins game, one of the few games that actually went the way everybody thought it would. I thought the 14-point spread on this game was too much. Dolphins win by 15. is still doing it, man. 22-36, yeah. 299 in a tud. Tua's still doing it, making his case. Again, I've said that Patrick Mahomes is the MVP no matter what. Until someone takes it from him. Tua's has had a really good year. But he hadn't had a Mahomes year. Bengals escaped Tennessee with a win. And Colts fans are like, Yeah, that's helpful. It's not. You gotta you gotta win games if you're the Colts. Joe Burrow, twenty two of thirty seven, two seventy and a thud. T. Higgins with a big touchdown catch. He had hundred and fourteen yards in the year. Bengals get out of Tennessee with a win. I enjoyed seeing Carolina kind of just beat the brakes off of Denver. Sam Darnold put up a very Sam Darnold game. Hadn't seen him in a while. 11 for 19 for a buck, 64 and a touchdown. Had a rushing touchdown to boot. Hit hit his boy, DJ Moore. DJ had 103 and a tad. Broncos are in trouble. Dangerous Wilson, 19 to 35 for a buck, 42 and a touchdown. Of course, he had eight yards on the ground, uh, did hit Brandon Johnson for a touchdown. Cortland Sutton had 75 yards. I think this is one of the biggest surprises of the year. A lot of people say it's Philadelphia and the success they've had. Uh, a lot of people say it's Seattle and the fact that they've won games, not only won games, but extremely competitive. I think it's Denver. I look at, I look at the Denver Broncos as my big surprise for the year. And nobody's in the chat, by the way, which I feel like is because I started off with the World Cup and not the National Football League. I'm just too depressed about the NFL. I'm still too depressed, but I have to do it. But Denver, to me, is the biggest, to me, the biggest surprise. The things that have come out about Russell Wilson, the lack of performance that you're getting out of Russell Wilson and that entire Broncos team, they do have a good run defense. But that's, that's the positive. That's the positive in Denver. Positive in the Mile High City Big surprise. Jets meet the Bears. Mike White's good. (laughs) Mike White's good. He's going to be good this week and he's going to be good next week. 22 of 28, 315, three tuds. What a day. What a day. Last Saturday, you could have asked 100 people who Zach Wilson's backup was, and 22 of them would have got it right. Mike White comes in and has a game. Like he does that. He comes in, he's good for a couple weeks, and the Jets are like, This is our future. Zach Wilson's lost that team, man. Lost him. Lost him. As a quarterback, and he was heavily criticized for this. As a quarterback, you cannot go into a presser and be asked basically about your accountability for the offense. And if you know if this is to be pinned on the offense or, or were there things the offense could have done better, um, and, and just say no and just kind of shrug off all accountability, which is exactly what he did. You're going to lose a locker room like that. That guy is too young to be losing entire locker rooms like that. Talented kid, not bright. Washington beats Atlanta. Commanders are commanding, seven and five. The unfortunate thing is they're just in a really good division. Ah, again, I struggle to call it a really good division. They're in a division that has overperformed. I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC. But the Eagles still might be the best team in the NFC East. How's that work? Eh, don't worry about it. Browns beat the Bucks. Lucas, are we Are we ever going to get Tampa, Tom? Like this depresses me that the Falcons lost. Somehow, some way, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still in first place. Five and six record. Put me in that division. Put me in that division. Niners finally pass the Seahawks for the NFC West lead. I really hope Seattle makes the playoffs. That's been a fun team to watch. Jaguars go for two at the end and beat the Ravens 28 27. That's not a good look. That's not a good look at all. Jacksonville somehow still in third place behind the Colts in the AFC South. Ravens tied atop the AFC North for first place with the Cincinnati Bengals. Baltimore needed that win because Cincinnati's starting to heat up. So going to be a tough, tough stretch for both those teams. See who comes out of that division. Speaking of the Seahawks. You have to stop Josh Jacobs, okay? You just really have to. 33 carries, 229 yards, two touchdowns. You guys all saw the overtime touchdown. Josh Jacobs running like a man possessed. Derek Carr, 25 and 36 for 295 and three tuds. He did throw two picks, but look, the Raiders come out and look really, really good against a Seahawks team that's played really well. Seattle drops to six and five. The Raiders four and seven. Still a disappointing season for the Raiders, but it was nice to have kind of like a marquee win. Like the Colts beat the Chiefs earlier this year. Got a marquee win out of this season. Did something you weren't supposed to. That's little positive takeaways. Raiders get a big one in Seattle in overtime. On the road, baby. How does San Francisco only put up 13 against New Orleans? Now the line was only nine, but 13 to nothing. Shut out of the New Orleans Saints. Not a lot of offense going on. Garoppolo had 222 and a tud. But Elijah Mitchell, 35 yards. McCaffrey, 32 yards. Mason, 25 yards. Not a lot going on. At all. Jawan Jennings, 49 yards in a tud. A couple field goalers from Robbie Gold. Good old Robbie. San Francisco at home, 13-0 win over the Saints. Little shocked. I really thought because San Francisco's been kind of making statements. All right. They made a statement in Mexico City. This was kind of lackluster. You want me to be sold on you? Go beat those teams you should beat and beat the brakes off of them. San Francisco should have won this game handily. They did win 13 0. Their defense did shut out New Orleans. But I I just want to be convinced that the 49ers are good because a lot of people have them as Super Bowl contenders. I still think Dallas is the best team in the NFC. (sighs) Chargers get out of one with the Cardinals. Barely. 25-24. Barely escaped the Cardinals. Herbert, 274 and three touchdowns. Threw the ball 47 times, completed 35 of those. Herbert also led the team in rushing. Eckler, five carries, only 20 yards. It begs the question, why did you not use Austin Eckler more? But there we are. Chiefs get away with the Rams. Kind of knew that was going to happen. Patrick Mahomes can be Patrick Mahomes. He'd do his thing. Of course, Matthew Stafford not playing football. Cooper Cup not playing football. Rams are done. They knew that. Everyone else knew that. Mahomes, meanwhile, 27-42 for 320 and a thud. Did throw a pick. Isaiah Pacheco, that guy's going to be real good. 69 yards on the ground, touchdown, 22 carries. It's the use of Isaiah Pacheco. And la, 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 Travis Kelsey gets another touchdown. Sunday night football, Eagles-Packers. What a good game. What a good game to watch. It stinks that Aaron Rodgers got hurt. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is great. Little rib action not feeling good, leaves in the second half. Jordan Love comes on, plays great. I thought Jordan Love looked really good. 6-9 and nine for a buck 13, threw a touchdown pass to Christian Watson, the only guy on the team who catches touchdowns. Every catch that he makes is a touchdown grab almost. 40-33, to 33, Eagles get away with the win, but man, the Packers played really well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looked good. He did throw a couple picks, but he... I, I thought a lot of the passes he made look the throws he made looked good. But uh, man, Jordan Love, that ball fires out of that guy's hand. He looks really, really good. I thought he looked okay last year. But this year, just he, he's different. He looks confident. He looks good throwing the football. Uh Christian Watson did a lot of the work on the touchdown strike, but Jordan Love looking good. Hey Rod, what's up, my man? How long you how long you plan on playing? You've been through this before. You've been on the other side of this before. And here we are. Late clock management. Did that beat us? Who knows? Two turnovers to their none. Did that beat us? Who knows? Offense was three for 12 on third down. Meanwhile, defensively, we got off the field seven out of 14 times on third down. Not a good number. Colts couldn't get off the field. Colts couldn't stop the run. It, it seemed like these Steelers running backs just ran over top of our defense, which, which was surprising. And they don't have a lot of yards to show for it. The yardage wasn't there, but we could not get off the field. And when we did get off the field, our offense took the field and it wasn't great. Matt Ryan, 22 at 34 for a Buck 99 and a TUD and a pick. But that second half shit. The first half of this football game was atrocious. Absolutely terrible. Managed the game a lot better in the second half. Didn't do enough to win. Honestly, didn't do enough defensively to win. We could not stop Pittsburgh. Okay. Had a great third quarter, but the damage was done. Pittsburgh. Touchdown in the fourth quarter gets a two point conversion goes up seven. Colts have a couple opportunities, cannot capitalize. A lot of people criticize Jeff Saturday's clock management after the uh, after the long Matt Ryan run. Why aren't you calling timeout? I had kind of the same question, but I didn't. You know, earlier in that drive, uh, a lot of the guys I was with were like, "Why isn't he using his timeouts?" And I'm like, honestly, you you kind of want to score. <clears throat> There's two ways to look at it you kind of want to go ahead and score with not a lot of time left. But at the same time, like if you use your timeouts there or if you if you if you manage the clock correctly, throw in the football, save your timeouts, and this drive doesn't work out, if you go into another drive with all three timeouts, which is what they did, you you kind of have a chance there. It just never worked out. Nothing worked out. Not a good day for the Colts. I I found myself so long-faced watching this football game. It was the same feeling that I had only at the end of the Eagles game. The conclusion of the Philadelphia Eagles game was just like, oh, my God, I'm long-faced. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Most of the Eagles game, I was like, the Colts, although not very beautifully, are controlling this football game. And at the end of the Eagles game, you're just long-faced and you're sad. I spent this entire game long-faced and sad. Matt Ryan's second pass, the second ball he threw, went directly to James Pierre. (laughs) He plays for the Steelers. Wasn't good. Wasn't good. Colts offense still looking sluggish. They have looked sluggish all year. What I will say is I told people, I don't bet unders, but I also can't fucking go near this over at 39 and a half. And they did go over 39 and a half. I know some people got the over at a higher number, 42. That one hit if you took the under. But uh, I saw it at 39 and a half. Still couldn't go near it. (sighs) I would have loved to bet the Colts win in the third quarter by 14. I don't normally look at those bets, but when you see it now in hindsight, of course, every bet you see in hindsight's great. I'd love to have a parlay where I picked almost every underdog in every game except for the Dolphins game. I think the Dolphins and the 49ers. Let's go back and look at this. Who covered who didn't? Sunday games. Um Sunday games. Let's, let's go back to my trusty sheet back here. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Cincinnati covered. Okay. So you got Cincinnati covered, uh, Carolina. No, oh, Denver was a, was the favorite in that game. So Denver didn't cover the jets covered by a lot. Let's see Washington covered. Tampa Bay did not cover. Baltimore did not cover. Uh, Seattle did not cover. The Chargers, let's see here. Chargers did not cover. The 49ers covered. The Chiefs covered. The Eagles covered. Okay. All right. So I was wrong. 12 games, six of them covered. Maybe I just suck at this. Fuck, who knows? Either way, it's a really good time, and I'm probably not going to stop doing it. Lots of stuff going on. Let's look back at this World Cup. Senegal, let's see. Let's check on this one. Senegal, full-time, gets the W. No, 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 no. 88 minute. They're in the 88th minute. Senegal's up 2-1 to one against Ecuador great time. great time. they're in the 88th minute. Netherlands still up 2 to nothing over cutter. they're in extra there in extra time. 2 minutes of uh, stoppage time. that match is about done. so it looks like the first two legs of my four match parlay are going to hit today. looks like those two are going to hit. what i had today was Netherlands uh, to win by Netherlands plus one and a half or minus one and a half. Sorry, they're going to win by two as long as it holds and cut it and get another goal. Uh, Senegal, uh, Senegal was actually plus a half a goal, slight underdog. They're going to win. Senegal win or a draw even gets me that one. So I'm looking good. I'm looking good. Second half of this parlay, I got England minus one and a half. Over Wales, do do I have that? Let's see what I have. Let's see where I am. I might have to log in here. I'm enjoying this World Cup, dude. I don't even care what anyone says. I get a lot of shit from people who wants to watch soccer. I do. I do. I'm having a blast with this. Don't care what anyone says. Get logged in here on Caesars Sportsbook. It's the only app that I'll ever bet on. I get Caesars Rewards, man. I get all my perks. I get all my points. I can use those points for hotels and free slot play. All kinds of stuff, man. Caesars Rewards is where it's at. They've got great boosts. Sometimes they even hit. It's a great time. So I got Netherlands minus one and a half. Looking good there. And I've got Senegal plus a half a goal. And the reason I bet that like that instead of – because soccer, the main bets, they don't offer a handicap. It's either one side wins, one side wins, or you bet the draw. I bet the handicaps to eliminate the draws. That's all I did. So I've got Netherlands minus one and a half. Looking like that has hit – they're in the 94th minute now. Okay, sorry. I uh, I read the live update wrong. They're in the 94th minute. So they're in stoppage time. That 2-0 score holds. I'm good there. Senegal plus a half a goal. Uh, Honestly, Senegal's up two to one. Even if there is a late goal that ties it up and they draw, I still win that bet because I got Senegal plus half a goal. They're in the 91st minute. So we're going to hold and see those results. Later today, two o'clock matches, I got England minus one and a half. (coughs) I got this cough. And I've got USA to win. So that's my four-leg soccer parlay today. I've also got a little bit of money just on the USA win. So exciting day, man. World Cup, Group A and Group B final day. We're going to see who's moving on to the round of 16 real, real soon. let me see here. I'm ready to see this. Just in the standings. Let's go to matches here. Let's go to matches. I got, yep, Senegal still in the 91st minute. Netherlands still in the 94th minute. That probably just hasn't updated yet. But, uh, yeah, man, awesome stuff. I don't know if you guys even like soccer or if you're listening. I hope you do because I I do. And the World Cup is one of the most exciting times ever. Um, if the United States makes this round of 16 Ugh, man, it's about to get litty city. All right, we're gonna find a place and celebrate this shit. Because if they make this round of sixteen, you've got to think they're on December third, either 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. I kind of—it doesn't matter. I'll be at work that day. This is where I'll, I'll be at work for that for that match. When whatever it is, get that win today. Let's make Saturday great again. I can get yelled at by a lot of people for watching soccer in the bar. Don't care. Don't care. Okay? It's Team USA, baby. Team USA. Still waiting on these matches to go uh, final. What I will say is I'm in the Edge Construction Studio. And, of course, if you need any construction work done, contact my buddies at Edge Construction, 812-343-3035. That's uh, Brian and his team at Edge Construction. Tell them the Sean B. Show sent you. Uh, dirt work, site development, all the things. Okay? I've been told tales, whether they're folklore or not, that they'll a sidewalk up to your front fucking door. I've been told the tale. I, I don't know if it's true. I, like, I don't know what's out there and what's not. I just know that they're stand-up people. Brian Jones, Edge Construction, 812-343-3035. That's what you need. All right. Let's see here. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. This pod's over. This pod is over. One more shout-out real quick live, just like home doggy daycare. Need some dogs sitting. Just like home doggy daycare's got your back, okay? <laughs> Good-looking pops. Pops got your dad in the in the live in the live stream talking about enjoying women's soccer. Hey, me too. Me too. But uh just like Home Doggy Daycare, you can find them on Facebook at just like home doggy daycare or at just like home doggy com. Need some pets sitting? Need to get some pets watched? Okay? Maybe it's for the day, maybe it's for an overnight, maybe it's for the weekend or an extended period of time, whatever it is, they'll work with you cuz they're awesome. And they love, they love pets, okay? They love dogs so much. Just Like Home Doggy Daycare or at justlikehomedoggydaycare.com. Get a hold of them, okay? You may have to be away. But for your pets, it'll be just like home. This has been the Sean B. Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. I know I enjoyed delivering it. And see us on the podcast. If you're watching live right now, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're listening on the podcast, you can catch Sean B. Show live stream on Facebook at Sean B. Show. Do it. All right. You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you soon.